ladies, I'm Henri and I'm Blanca, and this is the Meow Podcast. Meow stands for My Empowerment of Women, and it's a show dedicated to encouraging women to live empowered lives through storytelling. We are here to inspire women by advocating self-love, self-realization, self-development, mental health, and entrepreneurship. It's a platform for all women to find purpose and share their stories. Join us bi-weekly as we sit down and have heartfelt conversations that spark curiosity and inform you while we have some fun. Stay tuned, ladies. Welcome back to a new episode of the Meow Podcast. On today's episode, we will be going into part two of Relationship Green Flags. We have a returning guest. Alejandra is back joining us for this conversation. We hope you enjoy. One of our most popular episodes was the red flags of in relationships. And so we thought it would be great to do an episode about green flags. What are green flags in people that sometimes I think that we fail to really look out for or to really assess. And I think that as I get more mature, I am kind of growing out of the phase in my life where the quick, you know, the okay. speed dating, just being like more intentional, not only in my relationships, but in my friendship. We also had a podcast topic on consciously dating people rather than just flings, right? So yeah, even today, just understanding how divorces work, or even how marriages work. Like we have to be conscious about who we date and who we're making that big decisions with. Yeah. And the first green flag today is effective communication. Communication can be a factor that can make or break a relationship. Effective communication is an excellent indicator of having a healthy relationship. Communication is more than just talking. There's going to be a lot of challenging things that could happen. And in part one of this episode, we talked about how like we don't have those challenging conversations. It's such like a, a small thing that we don't really emphasize the importance of when we're younger we can avoid so many hurt feelings when we just say things when we just communicate with where we are what we want what we need like i can't i feel like most of the people who have hurt who i have felt like i've gotten hurt from it's usually because i've, I've felt like they didn't communicate to me effectively or they didn't communicate at all that i just feel like girls at when we're younger we don't we get really upset and we don't understand why and i think it's a lot of the times because we're not getting the appropriate communication from the person that we are desiring i also definitely think that it's important to learn how people choose to communicate um, which ties into the effectiveness you know some people are not able to have face to face conversations. Some people are just texters and not being able to, you know, express a feeling or talk to a significant other or somebody who you would like to be a significant other with is is huge, you know. A relationship isn't just built on, you know, happy times and and sex and all the things that, you know, are generation considers valuable but like being able to sit down and actually talk to somebody about something that matters in an effective way I think is super important and also somebody who like doesn't shut down not being able to communicate their emotions or communicate uncomfortable information 
definitely green flag is somebody who share their thoughts and their boundaries um, without lashing out and staying respectful. That's definitely a green flag in a partner. So number two for a green flag is being mentally and emotionally healthy. Sometimes the emphasis on emotional stability in a relationship can be overlooked when people have unresolved hurt or trauma from their past, it can negatively impact the relationship. People are emotionally healthy when they can take responsibility for their actions and do not blame anyone for their mistakes. You know, I think about this one a lot. Like, yeah, sometimes you go into relationships thinking you're healed and there are different trauma responses that you experience, right? And there are times when you're not going to be at your best, but finding ways to like take care of yourself, like putting yourself first. Always. Yeah. I think this is just such a big one because I think that most people lack the desire to fix or heal their childhood stories or their childhood traumas. And I really relate to this because, you know, I was once in a really long-term relationship. And one of the reasons why I felt like I wasn't mature enough to be in that relationship was because I was so, I was carrying so many like emotional burdens that I didn't feel like were allowing me to fully be present in that relationship and like having the courage to be able to leave that and take responsibility to not burden somebody else with all of my shit. <laughs> yeah, because imagine, imagine going into a relationship and you know a lot of the past like there's a lot of times when the past you have to talk about the past and the way that you are but there's also a difference if you know like a lot of the issues that are coming up is your for example like i'm unable to do so and so with you because of something that somebody else did or something that you know needs internal healing before jumping into a relationship yeah what do you think alejandra um I think this one ties a lot into um, the effect of communication, but I also think that, you know, being mentally and emotionally healthy is like you said, Blanca, it's like something that you have to want for yourself before you want to like be emotionally healthy for and mentally healthy for someone else. Um, and finding out what that looks like for you is like a specific thing that they need and a, a process that they eat, everybody needs to go through on their own. And yeah, recognizing like how your partner expresses their emotional health and how they react to you, um, how they react to conflict, how they react to, you know, triggers, I think is also, you know, key in a healthy relationship. I think that as women, you know, we like to play the healer role. We, we love a project. We love a project. It can feel like there's not a lot of guys that are taking that on. And I just think that it's just very important that both men and women are doing the self-work and are going into the healing journeys and are taking responsibility for their traumas so that they can go into, you know, green flag relationships. <laughs> going into the third is self-confidence. Along with emotional mental health, another good sign of having a partner is someone who is self-confident and has self-confidence if someone has difficulty accepting or loving themselves it may be hard to love others so before you love others you should always love yourself and give that self love right and do you guys agree with me 
You mm-hmm. glow differently when you're feeling confident. Self-confidence, this this to me is so important because I think that when I was in my long-term relationship, one of the things that I really struggled with was accepting I was really fearful of love and I think that because at that period in my life like I had such a deep self-hatred that I was always causing conflict because of the discomfort that I felt with somebody like loving me because I didn't love me like I couldn't understand how this person loved me because I didn't love me and so I think that it's really important that people go into relationships with a general, I like the person that I am. I know that I am worthy of love because I think that we're, when we're in a place that we don't believe that we're worthy of love and we don't love ourselves, it's like a never ending pit that it doesn't matter how much reassurance somebody gives us. Nothing that they do will ever be enough to fill that void that only we can fill. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I also think that sometimes self-confidence is one that people conflate for they see someone and that person appears to be confident, you know, maybe in the way that they look or the way they present or the way that they um, express themselves or respond to things. But self-confidence is really a root, a root issue, you know, and sometimes just because you appear to be self-confident doesn't mean that internally you really are Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that getting to know someone and like how they actually feel about themselves and you know asking them questions about you know what they think about themselves and what they do to show themselves that they love themselves is um, key to creating you know an understanding of what someone's you know self-confidence looks like period self-confidence doesn't equal self-worth also being careful that person is not self-arrogant right that's also another, that's a red flag. I'll keep giving green flags with red flags, but <laughs> watch out, yes. people. I personally really want to find a guy who knows that he's deserving of love and healthy love. You know what I mean? Because I think that when you lack self-confidence, I think that most people want struggle love. Yeah, nobody wants to be in struggle love or struggle boss or every other struggle word that's out there. <laughs> But that's why I need they learn what they don't want in a relationship to reassess for the next one to consciously date, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go back to our red flags episode if you need to yeah. reflect on some red flags. <laughs> Number four for green flag is maintaining individual identities. It is beneficial to spend time with your partner and engage in activities together, but it's also important to maintain your identity. Outside of relationships, it's healthy for individuals to have friends, hobbies, or activities they enjoy. Giving your partner space gives you time to take a healthy break from each other and an opportunity to get to know who you are as an individual and not become codependent. This is such a big one for me, and we have an episode on codependency for anybody who wants to check that out, is that I personally feel like a lot of people get lost in their relationships. You know, they get consumed by this other person. You really, really like somebody and you want to almost like morph into one with them. You know what I mean? And those are the people who like, they get into a relationship and they just disappear from the face of the planet. They can't do anything without their partner being there. I I think this happens a lot to women is that not to lose their identity just because they're in 
a connection with someone. Well, sometimes it's hard because you're doing so many things together, but it does become a problem when you start putting aside things that make you happy. Like, for example, tennis is something I die for. And suddenly I stopped doing tennis because I know on the Tuesday, 5 p.m. tennis practices, I'm supposed to have movie night with my boyfriend or like identifying myself in a different way. Like, oh, he likes golf, so I'm going to start doing golf. Like if you don't actually enjoy it and you're unable to do things because it's your own decision, it does become a problem. Like it's going to be like a self-crisis. I also think that maintaining an individual identity is important because not doing that can be pretty isolating. You know, a lot of people get into relationships and they make the other person their entire world. And when that person can't be their entire world because they're busy or they break up or whatever the case might be, the other person is alone. And you've neglected all of these relationships that um, once served you and that have been kind of sitting around waiting for you to, you know, answer a text message or go out to dinner or participate in an activity that maybe you did with a friend that you no longer participate in. And so becoming that codependent is actually it's it's awful um i think for both sides but most importantly like for as from an individual's perspective it just it becomes so lonely to make one single person your entire world then who else do you share things with yeah Yeah. there's nothing to catch up on anymore if you're doing everything together because you're texting all the time you're FaceTiming maybe from nighttime to the morning. You wake up with a FaceTime call, you know. I've done <laughs> that before. By my relationship currently, if I'm going to dinner with my friends, not necessarily. He doesn't need to be there all the time. Mm-hmm. It's my girl well, time. <laughs> when this happens, it's almost like a slow death, you know, like an, a slow internal death. Long-term relationship when I was leaving him and he was like, you know, really pushing for us to like get married. I was like, I don't even know who I am. You know, I've now have taken courses about relationships, my my life skills class that I that I took that I recommend because they emphasize how important it is for women to know who they are before they get into a relationship. Because a lot of the times we get into relationships and we kind of adopt the identity of our partner. And so we take up their interests, we become who we think they want us to be so that they don't stop loving us. And then we wake up one day and we're like, I don't know who the hell I am. I haven't even, I don't even, if I were to sit in a room by myself and you were to ask me, who are you? I wouldn't be able to answer that question authentically without it being what I think other people want me to be. And so I think that a lot of the times what I see in young women is that there is this like desperation to get into a relationship. And instead of like, wanting a relationship and being like okay i really want to connect with somebody but maybe this is a time for preparation like let me know who i am in a solid way so that when that person comes i don't lose myself you know what i'm saying yeah and going into the next green flag it is self-awareness oh my gosh gosh this is a big one this is also kind of similar to what we just talked about it's kind of like understanding your own identity identity understanding who you are and having that Mm -hmm. self-awareness self-awareness is being mindful of your own behavior and habits and how you come off to others have you guys ever been around a person that doesn't have any self-awareness yes yes but it's it's a lot of times when they're under substance like drinking 
No, I I know some people who pretty much just lack self-awareness in their daily experiences. And I think that life becomes pretty challenging for them. Like when you have no like wherewithal about what your own flaws are. I think that there are some people who definitely overthink what their flaws are and try to figure out ways to like make those things improve those things. But generally just knowing like, I'm not great at this, or I, you know, could be better at that. That's not I don't think a skill that every everyone carries, sadly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that when you lack self awareness, you're quick to blame other people for, you know, your shortcomings. You're quick to blame other people for things that may most likely be your fault. It's really an inability to like come down from the thought that you're not perfect. And it's yes. harmful to all of your relationships. The inability to self-reflect, there's almost such a deep shame. Like your shadow side, it's the side that you don't want to acknowledge because it makes you uncomfortable. It makes you feel shame. It makes you feel guilt. And self-awareness is really about coming to peace with the fact that I'm flawed, I'm imperfect. I think because most people think that if they're not perfect, it means that they're inherently a bad person. Yeah, and oftentimes when you do have that self-awareness and you're actually able to recognize and avoid what you're not good at and things like that, people actually relate to you more. Yes, well, it's vulnerability. Yeah. Self-awareness is really important to me, but this one is like really, really, really big. Showing empathy. Empathy is trying to understand how others feel and having compassion for them. Showing empathy can be as simple as just listening and showing your partner that you care about what they are going through, even if you can't relate or resolve their issue. Empathy is taking the attention off yourself and showing concern for your partner's needs. I think we live in a time where, where people are losing empathy. Being able to really relate and understand one another and putting yourself aside, like you said, Blanca, is so important in order to have the emotional connection, not just physical, intellect, mental, mm -hmm. emotional connection. Yeah, I think empathy is like a huge part of emotional intelligence, like being able to step outside of yourself into someone else's situation, I think can only ever be helpful. You can recognize like, okay, I've never been in this situation. I have no idea what this might feel like. But I do understand that you are struggling or you're going through a difficult time or even a great time. Um, mm -hmm. And your feelings about that are X, Y or Z. Mm -hmm. um, and I just want to, you know, help you process that or I want to sit with you while you figure that out, I think is always just so beneficial to relationships. Because I can't imagine not having someone who can sit, listen to you, hear you out at the very minimum, right? Rather than gaslight you into believing that like something is wrong or you shouldn't have the feelings that you're feeling. Yeah. Okay, next would be greater sense of purpose. A great relationship should also push you to become a better version of yourself. Being with someone who believes in you and gets you to believe in yourself should give you even more confidence to achieve your goals. A healthy relationship should be rooted in partners inspiring each other to grow, develop without jealousy or competition. Seriously, you could tell a man without purpose, kind of a sunken ship. <laughs> that, that's the thing. Especially, you know, like living in a household where having a man that kind of drives the boat. Like, yes, of course, as women, we do too. But mm -hmm. as a man, having that drive and pro protecting their family and having a greater sense of purpose does impact you as a wife and your children and especially like 
we would say like, yes, you should have self-confidence and you should have a purpose on your own and like build this career. But it's just always nice having a friend or a partner that's kind of just like hyping you up. feel like being in a relationship where your guys are like best friends, you know? God, what a terrible experience would it be to, to be in a relationship where the other person is jealous of you. And I think that a lot of people are in relationships with people who they're in a secret competition with. Yeah, it's like, if you do this, then I have to do that. Um, or if you do that, then I have to do this. It's unfortunate. But I think that a lot of a lot of people, um, and particularly in our generation, like cannot, they struggle with this one, because being in a relationship with someone who doesn't have goals or dreams, or a sense of purpose can be challenging for someone who does if you have all of these dreams and goals and ideas for things that you want to have happen or you want to see and the other person doesn't share in any of that what do you even talk about weren't we like talking about the other day how like you we wouldn't even be able to date a guy that wasn't like ambitious yeah i can't have ambition for the two of us i can't do it and personally i personally want to be with somebody who i think is smart yeah, I, I just feel like it's a balance. Like, of, of course, you want to date someone that teaches you new things. And you want to have someone that you can talk about the future with and build with. And if they have a specific dream and like building on it, right? So I think mm -hmm. it's a fair balance. But if someone is like not your, I don't want to say perfectly yin yang, but if someone is like being too much or, or mm -hmm. overbearing, I think that's just like a personality mix match. Yeah, mismatch. I also mismatch. Yeah, I also think it's important to date guys that are in their healthy masculine, you know, not their toxic masculinity, but men who can lead and men who have a purpose, have a career that they're passionate about and aren't really out here trying to be catty with you because I think a lot of these like guys in this generation like they are really sassy. <laughs> yeah, and especially if you're if you're a person that's actually having a greater sense of purpose like within what you want to do in your life it gets more fun because you have that individualism and you get to come back together like Alejandro said like you know you have more to talk about so the next one is the green flag is having equality in relationships equality in a relationship is important because both people should be seen as equal a promising sign to look for regarding equality is a partner who values your opinions and believes in making decisions together green flags would be having a significant other who believes your voice should be heard in the relationship and that you both add value to it and interesting enough I don't agree with the first sentence as in like two people should be equal in a sense that men and female were different it's really important to acknowledge the masculine like the masculinity and the femininity in a relationship and how to bring the out the best in both worlds for that I think what this means by equal I think it means like energetic equals because I think most of the time anybody that you're kind of attracting is an energetic equal like there's something about you energetically that is looking into like the mirror of one another because you know relationships or anybody that you're in a relationship they really are a mirror to you there's parts that they're reflecting back to you that you can't see I don't think that it necessarily means one person could be really really successful and the other person could be just getting started i don't i don't i don't think it means that i think that just in the basic level of communication and the way of maturity you guys are equals you know what i mean like you want to make sure that you're with somebody who reflects the values that you have and that you respect 
the way that they view life and all that kind of stuff. Values. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's going to become a lot of problem long term when your values don't line up. So yes, <laughs> that this is somebody that you're like on the outside, it could be very different. But maybe there's something that the values that are bringing you together. There's an equality there and you want to make sure that you respect them because a lot of times people get into relationships with people that they're not equals with they don't value like hard work like the other person doesn't value hard work you know what i'm saying what yeah. do you think Alejandra? yeah that like your core values are on the same playing field you know sometimes you people get into relationships where um there are some things that are just foundational that are just not the same at all mm -hmm. um and it doesn't matter what you're gender is or what your culture is you're just not going to agree on the same things and so having that same like level playing field where you both value the same things and you believe in the other person's voice i think um is crucial to a healthy relationship yeah uh next would be respect and fighting fair partners hold their significant others in high regard and respect their feelings needs and wants Respect means allowing your partner to be their authentic self without judgment. Fighting fair means not insulting your partner, listening to them. Disagreements and arguments should not be used to harm or damage your your partner emotionally. That's just like, yeah, imagine like literally finding someone that's just going to be like, you know, there's going to be challenges and conflicts mm -hmm. that happen in a relationship instead of bashing at you and swearing at you. They're like, hey. Let's take a moment. Let's breathe. Let's sit down and talk about it. That's a green flag. I mean, if you're out here being mean to me, personally, there was like a period in my life where I liked some guys that were like not nice to me. And now I'm like, oh my God, like what the fuck was wrong with me? I personally, like if you're being mean to me, that's an ick. Like how dare you? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't do well with people who like struggle with acknowledging conflict and solving it in a healthy way. It's just not that hard. Um, I recognize that it's really hard for some people, but like you should be able at the very least to have a disagreement with your partner because you will undoubtedly have one mm -hmm. and to be able to respect the other person through the disagreement. And that goes on to like the just the next one, anger control. This is a really big one. Signs that someone does not have good anger management can be becoming upset easily or quickly making insults, being physically aggressive, or just saying and doing hurtful things. Partners with self with self control are mindful of what comes out of out of their mouth, and consider how their actions affect others. They do not create scenes and can handle their anger maturely by trying to calm down or remove themselves from the situation before they say or do something they regret. And I think that it's important to like this comes back to acknowledging like the foundations that we have with our parents. I think that there was a point in my life where like I had normalized aggression, you know, like where I thought that that was normal. And I think it took me going out into like being out in the world and me being in relationships and growing through relationships, not just romantically, but in friendship wise, for me to realize that like knowing how to control your anger and knowing how to like emotionally express yourself and emotionally regulate something that I demand of myself now, but something that I demand of others, you know, because I think that sometimes we come from families that have normalized disrespect that have normalized 
going really low when that wasn't necessary. You're dating someone with anger management issues, then you're walking on eggshells all the time because you know, like, okay, like this person is upset that I'm going to go eat with my friends and I'm not going to, you know, I'm just not going to go eat dinner with my friends. Or if I do eat dinner with my friends, you know, this person's going to be upset. Like, it's just not fun dealing with anger in general. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a relationship should, has its conflicts, but it shouldn't be, you know, there's there could be extreme moments, but it should be like, there shouldn't be times where it's like person's mad all the time. Yeah. And think? like paying attention to to how someone um, reacts when they're angry is important. You know, like noticing whether that person takes a breath before they, you know, spew something that's very disrespectful to you um, or like pinpointing what it looks like when that person is angry, I think is crucial to figuring out whether that's somebody who you want to be in a relationship with at all. People mm-hmm. show you who they are when they're sad, when they're mad, when they're, you know, going through some emotional um, situation. And I think that we often overlook those emotions because they're not pleasant or fun. Yeah. Um, but the way that somebody behaves when they're mad um, is a pretty swift indicator at how they're going to treat you moving forward when they are upset about something. And there will be plenty of things to be upset about if you're in a relationship. Because I also think that Oprah says it perfectly when somebody shows you who they are. Believe them the first time. That was a Maya Angelou quote. Maya Angelou. Yes, it's Maya Angelou. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but Oprah, Oprah loves her. So she says yeah. it all the time too. Yeah. The, la- the, the one thing I wanted to say about anger control is that um, it's not only like how he treats you when he's angry with you. It's how he treats other people when he's pissed. So like if he's mad that somebody looked at you while you were both out, how does he treat that other person? It, does he want to start a fight? Mm -hmm. Um, if somebody cuts him off in traffic, is he racing behind them to try to get the last, you know, word Mm -hmm. in it's little things like that, that build up, you know, it's not just, oh, he got mad at me and he cursed me out. It's like, okay, that's horrible. A, please get out of that relationship. But also like, how does he treat, it doesn't have to be that like blatant. How does he treat other people when he's angry or in a difficult situation? Yes. How does he talk about his exes? Like, how does he take accountability about his the like the ending of friendships and relationships from the past? Is he is he always like the victim? Like things like that. I just think it's really important to not overlook the anger we see in men because that will be projected onto us one day, and we have to make sure that we are setting boundaries. Next one is embracing differences. When partners are different, they can complement one another. A positive sign in a partner could be someone who may have grown up differently than you, who may have a different background or who has not had the same experiences that you have had, but is willing to embrace and understand who you are. A healthy partner would not try to impose their beliefs or worldview onto you, but would give you the space to be an individual and try to see things from your perspective. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of similar to maintaining your individuality one too, right? Except this yeah. is, this one's when they're actually being supportive of you mm-hmm. doing what you love. And that's when you glow the best. I feel like a relationship is happy when two people are supporting each other and doing things that they like and embracing those differences because you're not dating 
your sibling or someone that is like your twin or who I mean, it's not the same person. I think like what Alejandra said about our friendship today is that like she's Grace and I'm Frankie <laughs> from Grace and Frankie. Like sometimes those dynamics just work so well because mm -hmm. like you guys are so different and they like Alejandra is the logic to my emotion. <laughs> <laughs> so because I, I think that sometimes we want try to morph into yeah. all of the interests that this man likes because we want him to like mm -hmm. us when in reality staying in our authentic self and embracing who you are is actually what's going to keep that attraction going the last two things um, green flags is sharing common interest having fun and being playful research studies suggest that relationships are more likely to have longevity when partners share common interests versus when they don't have much in common. People with the same interests and outlook on life tend to have a longer and more fulfilling relationships. In addition to sharing common interests, partners sometimes need to learn to have fun together. Life can be hard and stressful and it is a good sign to have a partner that you can that can help take your mind away from the stressors and let their guard down and become their inner child. Yep, sharing common interests, sharing common values, they're all important to a happy relationship. Because I feel like, you know, you start dating someone, if they don't have mm. common interests, it's hard to have the conversation. Yes, you're learning about each other's interests, but in the long term, for having enjoyment, like, you know, if you're interested in common activities, you know, like things they could do together, that, that makes it so fun. I mean, I think it's just like, it's important to be in a relationship where, you can just be authentic, you can be goofy, you can be where you're happy, where you where you can like literally have belly laughs, where you just bring joy yeah. into your lives. Because life is already really hard, you know, like life, being a human being is really difficult. Yeah. And if you're out here with somebody who's adding more stress to you, what the hell? Yeah, because you already have enough stress <laughs> that goes in your life here and there. Imagine carrying that for two. Like, yes, there's yeah. things happen, but ultimately it should be fun where there's more laughs and you just feel like a kid again. I think that if your relationship um, is bringing you more stress than it is bringing you joy, it might not be the one. I think it's also important um, to not take yourself too seriously mm -hmm. in your relationship to recognize that both of you are people with flaws and um, to be willing to learn from those things um, and improve your relationship and grow in the same direction together. Um, is what makes a relationship long-lasting and yeah. healthy. Yeah, so exactly. I think that, I think, I really hope, I don't know, y'all, this dating seat out here is, uh... <laughs> this is, this is your green flag. Alejandra is like, I, I feel like Alejandra used to be the hopeless romantic and I used to be like, I never want to see this and that. I never, and then somehow we've switched when I've become more like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I do. I, I don't know. Like, I think that we live in a time where, like, people don't value intimacy in that way anymore. Everybody thinks that everyone is so replaceable that that makes me sad, you know, that people think that people are so that you're just so replaceable and that you that you can have relationships where you can like grow through life together and like 
even through old age, like find each other, like the one that you want to be with, even if there's all these other options, you know, I, I you're mean, irreplaceable. we are irreplaceable. <laughs> well, ladies, this concludes our episode, but thank you so much, Alejandra, for joining us today, sharing your knowledge. And I know it's 11 p.m. there, but for for actually wanting to be present and share your experiences and knowledge and your background. It's been amazing. So I really appreciate you being here today. Thanks so much to you both for having me. Yes, thank you, Alejandra. And thank you for, sh for staying with us through both of these episodes. And we hope that you guys enjoyed and feel a little bit more inspired.